1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Please gamble responsibly. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Walter Smith says the last few weeks may be causing people to change their minds about Graham Murty's Rangers future Andrew Robertson says there's more to the Scotland captaincy debate than him against Kieran Tierney and Patrick Roberts is looking to make up for lost time between now and the end of the season It is a Tuesday evening and I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Yeah and all roads point to Hamden on Friday night now the start of the Alec McLeish era without... Kieran Tierney Everyone knew already Without Scott Brown But you know Tierney would have been Probably most people's favourites To assume the captain's and man He's not there And, and the captaincy is a big decision For Alec McLeish As well as his first selection Because I'll be fascinated To see the formation And the personnel We are going to hear Andrew Robertson's thoughts On the captaincy If it's him or someone else Why not get in touch And let us know what you think We are on the phones 01419511025 We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB as well But before we do that Let's get the thoughts of Walter Smith Gordon we spoke to you on Saturday You were at Ibrox Now that you've had a bit of time to uh, digest things I'm sure you've watched the game again Probably yeah. a couple of times you, you take your homework very seriously What do you take away from it? Um, same conclusion Gordon um, I'm, I've been since day one I don't think And I'm not being disrespectful here I really am I think uh, he's come in Worked very hard for the club to, for Rangers to go forward I don't think Graham Murty's the man for the job um, I think he's, he was brought up for You know, he produced players in under 20s I think that's what his 40 could be um, He's been getting criticised a lot about tactical awareness When when he comes up against, for instance, Stevie Clark on Saturday I don't blame that on him I think his players let him down badly uh, They blamed him for the, the Brendan Rodgers not moving quick enough When Celtic went down to 10 men um, you know he's he's come in there and he's steadied the ship. You can say that, but if Rangers are really looking to go forward, I think they will wait to the summer and uh, appoint a new manager. To be honest with you, and there's nothing against Graham Murty. I don't know the lad, but I just hear a lot of good things. I like listening to him speak, but sometimes you just look at him in a dugout and he looks like his job's maybe just a little bit too big for me. Well, just look back to a fortnight ago in the run-up to the Old Firm game at Ibrox. Rangers fans, justifiably, felt Rangers could get something out of the game. Um, not only did they not get anything out of it, but they didn't get anything out of it against a Celtic side that played for half an hour and more with 10 men at the time when Rangers, were, you know, Rangers had led the game twice. Um, to compound that, Rangers then lose at home to Kilmarnock. The worst home record since 1915. The only way Graham Murty can possibly cling on to this job next season, Gordon, is to win the Scottish Cup and for Rangers to finish second in the Premiership. Uh, Walter Smith says he is um, understanding that people may be changing their feelings on Graham Murty as time goes on, but he believes he has made some progress in his time in the Ibrox hot seat. The former Gels boss says two defeats in a row would naturally put any Rangers manager under pressure and claims it's very simple. He must start winning to get people back on side. You've got to say that there's been a certain element of progress. I don't think there's been the level of consistency that you'd want but with, probably with all the uh, turmoil that's gone on over the last few years um, you know that's maybe to be expected for Graham all he can do is, is try his best and, and see what happens at the end of the year he's never 
been promised a job. Um, he's came in and he has settled the team down to his credit. Um, but like everything else, uh, at the end of the season, it will be determined by results. If you had asked a fortnight ago, everybody would have said they had a fair opportunity to become a manager. After losing a couple of games, everybody seems to change their mind. And that's football at the present day. It's, uh, uh, everybody's looking for a, a, a quicker fix. What do you think? 01419511025 or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. I suppose, Roger, there is a case. I, I, I believe that we are... Nowadays we are as, as knee-jerk as we've ever been And as you quite rightly point out What a difference a couple of weeks makes Surely you can't be basing these things on Two games or one game It has to have, it has to require a step back And a look at the bigger picture Yeah, and I've taken a step back And the big bigger picture is Winning the Scottish Cup And finishing second in the league If Rangers lose again to Celtic In a Scottish Cup semi-final or even beat Celtic and then lose to Aberdeen or Motherwell in a Scottish Cup final. And if Rangers finish beneath either Aberdeen or Hibs and don't finish second in the league, then the bigger picture is that Graham Murty will not have done the job to the satisfaction of the board and for me, won't be invited to stay on beyond the end of the season. Let's hear a bit from Declan John He's rejecting the claims that the squad can't handle the pressure of playing at Ibrox That's despite losing again at the weekend John disagreed with Graham Murty that the players lacked belief in their defeat to Kilmarnock But says they must improve at a club the size of Rangers It's obviously you know, a tough game to take But we started the game quite well Our first 10-15 minutes created a few chances But just, you know, I think the way we played with the ball I, I just think that we wasn't good enough you know obviously coming off a good performance last week even though we did lose the game which we should have won uh, obviously we needed to bounce back today but obviously you know we didn't do that so you like belief at times is it something that was on the pitch no not at all you know I think we go into every game you know looking to win and obviously being at home as well you know the fans expect that from us and we expect that from ourselves you know I think obviously when we are playing home we are looking to win every game like I said but obviously that hasn't been as good of as late this season and uh, you know we have got to try and change that but our way performances have been good and we have you know got some good results but I feel like you're playing under pressure here more no I wouldn't say so you know I think from myself and the boys we didn't really feel the pressure you know when, when we're going out to the games we just want to you know try and do well and win all the games I understand where Declan John's coming from Roger because as a player you you're probably not not willing to admit or, or don't realise certain factors But if you're looking at it from the outside And you look at Rangers having lost seven home games this season What can it possibly be? What can it possibly be other than one or two factors And one of them obviously being the size of the crowd And the expectation and all the rest of it well, What else could it be? What the, are we missing? The, the thing you might be missing is Maybe they're just not very good Maybe they're not good enough to But why, why, why so much worse at home though? Well is it a mental barrier? You, you would actually, if you, Rangers fans, I think, would have more respect for the players if the players came out and said, "Listen, losing seven at home isn't good enough. We're sorry. We'll need to try much, much harder. We'll need to do much, much better. We will need to find a way to win games. Find a way to beat Celtic somewhere, sometime, somehow. Find a way not to lose at home to Kilmarnock. Not to lose goals to Chris Boyd. Not to." Have a worst home record since 1915 Because Rangers fans must be growing tired Of listening to Declan John And one another one of his teammates And another one of his teammates Coming out week after week And saying 
no, no, we, we, we don't feel the pressure. No, 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 we, you know, we, we can do it. Stop talking about doing it and start doing it. And then the questions will, you know, you'll have answered the questions. Rangers fans, and particularly, I suppose, the ones who go to Ibrooks week in, week out, you're there. You see it. What in particular are you seeing that could be the reason behind this home form? 0141 951 or on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. Yeah, I think uh, watching Rangers this season, Gordon, there's a there's a, a mental barrier there at Ibrooks. Um, they're okay if they're dominating the game and you know they get into the lead. Their confidence is up, but Rangers fans expect so much, and quite rightly so. They pay good money, they turn out in huge numbers at Ibrooks, and when things aren't going right. And it's not just this group of players, it's happened to everybody. The expectations there are incredible. And the fans let you know, they want better, they want more. And um, yeah, yeah, there's two ways of going about it, I keep saying. You either sink or swim. And a lot, when this happens, you can see, you can actually see it on the park, a lot of them start to get into a shell and they struggle. And I think that goes to the advantage of the, the opposition. And I think that's why they've lost the amount of games they've lost. And Saturday, I must admit, it was one of the poorest performances I've witnessed for a long time. And I'm going to touch on little things if you just let me for a second. And I know people say, I can't believe you're even bringing that up. I watched for the last two or three home games. I can't understand why at half time, no Rangers player comes out and warms up. I can't understand that. You watch Celtic, you watch Kamarnock at the weekend, every player is out warming up. Now, it's a freezing cold day and Jason Holt comes running out the tunnel. He's not even been on the park warming up. Where do, where do these... And these are small details that make such a big thing in football. You've got to get the small details right to get the big ones. And I couldn't understand, even against Celtic, when they've lost a goal just before half-time, Graham Murty's team talks completely changed. Keep the players on the toes. Get them out there. Get them warmed up because you might have to make that substitution in the next five or ten minutes. So there's a, a lot of little things that I think that the inexperience of Graham Murty as a manager misses at times. Well, it's funny. You, you, you said something earlier on the show and as you said you, you like listening to Graham Murty. I actually don't because Graham Murty's pre-match with the media... It's the same every week. He says the same things. He says players need to focus. The players need to embrace the challenge. The players need to execute when they go over the white line. Now, with the best will in the world, I could stand there and say those things. It's just words. What Graham Murphy needs is to explain to his players how to focus, how to embrace the challenge, especially at Ibrox, and how to execute when they go over the white line. Because it seems to me, when they get over that white line at Ibrox, they just stall. They freeze. And I've listened to you You've done most of the games At Ibrox this season Dad, From right at the very start I think the first home defeat Was against Neil Lennon's Hibs The 3-2 game Right the way through the season You've said the same things You've found the same problems You've looked at the same issues That Rangers have at home And from the month of August When they were losing at home to Hibs To the month of March When they're losing at home to Kilmarnock There's now been two managers there And neither of them seem able to it's, you know, find solutions to those problems. Ronnie is a Rangers fan in Carluke. Ronnie, how are you feeling about the way things are at the moment? Uh, things are hot and cold. Money's he's done his best. What do you respect? Rangers have got to push the ball out for a manager like Steve Clark. Steve, Steve's got plenty, plenty of mates and plenty 
acknowledgements in England. They must push the ball. Guy Graham wanted to end the season, and we didn't get time pressure. He must go for, must go for Steve Clark. He's, he's been over the course, and he's got plenty of plans and mates in England that he can get some decent players in. Uh, he- Roger, what about the, the timing here then? Because you yourself said at the top of the show, um, Graham Murty will deserve the Rangers job and will get the Rangers job if he finishes second and wins the Scottish Cup. Is there any doubt in your mind about the risk, perhaps, about leaving it that long? Or does well, it just have to be that way because of that's, that well, would be the logical it, thing l- to do? Or? Listen, it's not a case of leaving it that long. You know, the Rangers board, if right, a club like the Rangers at the minute will be scouting. Defenders, midfielders and strikers for next season. Mark Allen and his scouting department will be looking at footballers for next season. Now, they might not sign an awful lot of those footballers, but they'll be looking at them. They'll be looking at strikers in case they decide to sell Morelos. They'll be maybe looking at you know midfielders in case Sean Goss goes back to QPR. They'll be looking at defenders in case Russell Martin goes back to Norwich. The proper clubs, the sensible clubs, also scout managers, Gordon. They, they look at you know, who could be available in the summer. Um, they look at all manner of scenarios. And, and and all clubs do that. Not just clubs who have got care, interim managers, caretaker managers like Rangers have at the minute. Properly well-run clubs look at a succession plan, if you like. So if Rangers are doing their job properly, Rangers will know which managers might be available, which managers might be interested, which managers might be of interest to them. So it's not just a case of suddenly waking up one day in July and saying, I'll tell you what, we fancy a new manager today. They will be aware of the situation regarding Graham Murty. I don't think there'll be any managerial change prior to the end of the season. But if Rangers don't win the cup and don't finish second, I think there will be a managerial change. Ronnie? Hey, uh, Rangers should make just interested. They shouldn't sit back and actually should make them interested. Because, for example, Steve Clark. How long has it got to take him to get somebody decent? Because, what do you respect to Graham Murray? He's no Rangers classmate. But if this don't get some so quick, Chelsea's going to get on and on. It's going to be a long slog back 10, 11, 12, 13, how many? They must get somebody like Steve Barkin who's got been over the course before and he knows, he knows how to get the best out of players. Kilmarnock fans everywhere, Gordon, are screaming at the radio saying, please make this stuff go away. Listen, it's a byproduct of doing well. It's a compliment. Exactly, and you've got to give uh, all the compliments in the world to Steve Clark since he's come up to Scotland. um, He's been absolutely terrific for Kilmarnock. He's went up against the big boys. He's handled that very well. He's got Kilmarnock well, well organised. Even in the first half, I thought Kilmarnock didn't play particularly well but the one thing you see about them is organisation's very very good Gordon and that helps and they kept themselves in the game Russell Martin probably should have gave Rangers a lead but second half they deserve to walk away with the three points um, so he's he's got to come on the radar um, and that's the reason because of what he's doing in Scotland now the board might look at that and think okay um, he's got good contacts as, as Ronnie says but do you know this isn't a witch hunt against Graham Murty. I think Graham Murty deserves a lot of credit. I think he's come in, worked very hard, doing doing as best as he possibly can, handled himself very well. Don't think his answer, the Rangers board will need to find the answer. Yeah, and listen, I was at the Partick Thistle game at the weekend, as, and Alan Archibald came in, explained the 3 nothing loss, and he said the only good aspect today is 
Our destiny's still in our own hands Great, Graham Murty's destiny Is still in his own hands If Graham Murty Can lead Rangers To a Scottish Cup win And second place in the league There is still a chance That Graham Murty A decent chance That Graham Murty Will be Rangers manager But Having seen Rangers Twice in the last 10 days I'm not sure how much money You would put on that happening Collins and Moody's burn Hi Colin Gordon good evening How are you? Oh good What's your point tonight Colin? Um it was just alluding to some of the points that uh, Roger and Gordon made earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm a season ticket holder um, at Ibrox, and obviously every alternate week going to the home games, they seem to come out of the blocks quite quickly. But um, thereafter, after they don't get that early goal, you just see the ball coming up the wings, going back down the wings, across the back. There seems to be no um, willingness to accept the ball in the middle of the park receive the ball into feet at the edge of the box and then kind of mix some of the play up. It seems to be the same thing most of the time. Um, And I agree with Roger. I think prior to a couple of weeks ago, Graham Murphy was pretty much a shoe-in for the job at the end of the season. But I think now um, it's probably making a lot of Rangers fans and, of course, you guys as pundits can have a, a review of that. Um, certainly I'm of that view as well and, and I think maybe a, a wider look at a more experienced manager might be the way forward I think, in, in I fairness to Graham Murty Gordon and yeah. by the way this won't be comforting to everyone I, I respect that but the away form's been pretty good some pretty attractive really good Gordon. football and so on you can't really fault that side of it mm. so what about then stylistically what Colin and his fellow season ticket holders are seeing I think I think the big problem is obviously Ibrox. There's a problem there that they can't go over that hurdle to keep winning. That's supposed to be, you know, teams are supposed to turn up at uh, Ibrox um, really worried about Rangers coming at them, the attack like the old days. Doesn't doesn't happen now. You, t- you see teams turning up there full of confidence, thinking if we can get the crowd on their back, and I'm not blaming the crowd, it's old cliche, get the crowd on their back, these players won't be able to handle it. And that's exactly what's happening, Gordon. The problem for Graham Murty, I feel sorry for him, uh, because he's done nothing wrong apart from getting thrown into the lion's den and try to handle it. But you see, it swings and round and it changes very quickly. If you look at, for instance, last year when uh, we're talking about Derek McKinnon's going to Rangers, who would replace him? Well, the man in form at that time was Alan Archibald. Top six finish with Partick Thistle. Have a look at Partick Thistle now. Alan's struggling to hold on to his job. So management now is a very difficult game. Um, and as Roger touched on, probably Graham Murty's uh, future at Rangers lies in this semi-final against Celtic uh, to get the result. And then he's got to really go because he's got Motherwell or Aberdeen, no disrespect, always got to be a difficult cup final. And he's got to win that. But he's got to go over Celtic first. And, and after watching Celtic at Ibrox, you don't see that happening. So... I think Graham Murty will be put back where I think he will do all his good work because he just seems to fit that bill. But I don't think he's a leader to take Rangers forward. Good news for him though. Neither the semi-final nor the final are at Ibrox. This is very true indeed. Thank you to Colin in Moody's Burn. It's 01419511025 to get involved. We're going to hear from Andrew Robertson next. Some interesting comments on the Scotland captaincy. Let us know what you think. Coming up after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football all season long Please gamble responsibly 
Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get involved as well, giving us a phone on 01419511025. If you would prefer Twitter, then we are at Clyde SSB as well. We are about to hear from Scotland's Andrew Robertson. Some interesting comments on Alex McLeish's first couple of days um, with the squad. And of course, this debate that will go on for some time, I suspect, about who's going to take over the captaincy from Scott Brown. But in the meantime, let's get back. Back to the phone lines and speak to Robert. Robert is a Celtic fan in Thornley Bank. Hi, Robert. Hi, uh, panel tonight. I was just listening earlier about Graham Murphy. Um, I think the bigger problem is the Rangers players are just not good enough. The whole squad are players. Um, looking at the games they had previous to the old firm game, the build-up to it, played Hamilton, I think it's Air United and Falkirk and they three teams went toe-to-toe the Rangers for the very start of the games I watched these games and that's what created the chances the Rangers and scored the goals um, no many teams in Scotland will do that against Celtic the, the same outcome teams do that Celtic but I think the biggest problem is Graham, Graham Murphy's got a lot of slack but I think it's the squad of players he's got there is always that Gordon because I, does Graham Murphy perhaps deserve a, a bit of the heat to be taken off him I mean we, I know the way it works when you're a manager. You have mm. to, you take the blame ultimately, don't you? But do, do we, do we look to the dugout too often for blame? No, um, Sometimes, for instance, I think um, Saturday uh, was one of those occasions. Gordon, I think his players let him down badly. Um, he's been criticised for not changing things quick enough. Um, he brought on Holt for. Goss, who was, has been poor, I've got to say. That was at half time, wasn't it? Yeah, so you can't, t- yeah. you can't so accuse him of taking that. too long then. He then gets uh, Miller on the on the park, gets Morelos, top goal scorer on the park. Um, sometimes your players just don't react to th- situations. I, th- I think they let them down. Whether they're good enough, I think they're looking at the squad, um, I think they're certainly good. I don't think they're in Celtics class, but I think they're good enough. Uh, to finish second Especially with the budget Especially with the new players That have been brought in But no disrespect I don't think Rangers Should be losing to You know Teams like um, For instance uh, Hamilton And and even Kilmarnock I know they're in a terrific run But Kilmarnock going to range, uh, Going to Ibrox I don't think They should be losing there So The players have got to step up They've got They've come here with A lot of them think Big reputations you look at guys like Jamie, Jamie Murphy, for instance, everybody, what a fantastic signing. I thought he was poor. Jason Cummings got his chance on Saturday after everybody screaming that he should be in the team. Yeah, you can argue that he, he didn't get the service. Um, he, he didn't play particularly well. Goss, as I said, everybody after two, three games shouting, we must sign him. This is a lad that's only played some like 17 games in his career. You know, and he play in front of that sort of a crowd. So there's a lot there. Windass, who I always say I like Windass, but all of a sudden you sit after about 70 minutes and if he's not off the park, you go, where is he? He goes missing. He scored against Celtic, a fantastic goal after two minutes or something and never seen him again. So there's a lot of players have got to take the responsibility. It's okay coming up and saying, well, we've got good reputations, we've played at a level. Russell Martin's been a, a Scottish international. Alves, the career that he's got... That's all in paper. You've got to be able to produce it when the pressure's on. And just now, at Ibrox, that ain't yeah, happening. It's interesting. I actually made the point after listening to the Declan John interview earlier in the show that maybe they're just not good enough. Maybe they're not good enough for, for where they need to be. And, 
You know, if the rest of the season is an audition for Graham Murty in terms of getting the job on a permanent basis or not, then the rest of the season is an audition for an awful lot of Rangers players as well because, you know, Cummings is only on loan. Goss is only on loan. Martin's only on loan. You know, Miller's contract's up. Bates's contract's up. Cranjar's contract's up. So if Murty goes and a new guy is in, then a lot of these players in the next few weeks are going to have to waken up and realise that if they don't perform between now and the end of the season, they might not get a chance to do it but for the Rangers again. Th- the only thing I'll say, Roger, quickly, as you said, they might not be good enough for where they they want to be. Now, every Rangers fan just now would take second. Well, and, that's what I was going to ask you. Right, every Rangers fan would take second. So I'm saying I think they are good enough to be second. I've said that they will finish second. Because when you look below them, the only team that I really see that's improved this year, um, really improved, is Hibs. Under Neil Lennon I think Hibs are a real exciting team to watch I think they're a good team They've come up for the championship They've brought in good players They're well organised They've got a bit of excitement about them So Hibs But take Hibs out of the equation They won't finish second I don't think I think Rangers should be finishing second And the Cup's a fantastic bonus Because all of a sudden in a few weeks time I don't see it happening before everybody starts phoning in If Rangers can reverse that and win that Cup tie well, Green Murray and these players will be heroes once again. Thank you to Robert in Thornley Bank. Let's hear from Andrew Robertson. He's been speaking to Sky Sports, saying he's already seeing the positive signs at the beginning of Alex McLeish's Scotland reign. He says it's now the turn of the players to show the new boss they have what it takes to be a key part of the squad. Now, the left back has been tipped as one of the favourites to become the new captain. This is after Scott Brown's retirement, but Robertson claims those boots will be big to fill whoever is given the armband. So far, so good. You know, him and and all the coaches have came across really well and you know but I think we'll be in more of a position by the end of the week once we get more training sessions and and you know a couple of games under our belt under him and we can see how he how he fully works I think it will take certainly this week to for him to get his points across but you know like I said first impressions are always always important and and in his meeting yesterday you know he, he came across very positive and and gave all the boys belief I think coming out of it and 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 that's what we need and and you know, long may that continue. So I think it helps that a new manager's in because it's a clean slate for everyone. You know, we, we all have to prove ourselves to the to the manager. He's obviously seen us play for his club. We've never worked under him other than, you know, maybe Greg and stuff that have worked under him at Rangers. But, you know, other than that, we need to prove ourselves and, and we need to prove that we are worthy of a, a starting eleven or or to be in the squad. So I think that'll help help the young lads and, and the new lads in the squad and, and maybe boys that maybe didn't get a chance under previous managers. So, so that's the excitement of, of a new manager and and especially international football, a lot can change in the last you know couple of months since the last one, and people were you know breathing in confidence, and and hopefully we can use that. If you ask any of the boys, would you like to be Scotland captain or would you like to captain your country, whatever that may be, then I don't think anyone will turn their nose at it. You know, maybe the press have just thought another another chance to make it. You know, me against KT, but you know, there's there's plenty of candidates in there. I've been in the squad with with the experienced lads and. You know, there was a lot of leaders in there. Even when when Bruni was here, there was still you know more than just one leader. But you know he was a fantastic captain for for a number of years, and and I think we ha- we were we were very lucky to have him and Darren Fletcher, who both led by example and and done a terrific job. And I think whoever gets it will will have big boots to fill. 
Is Andrew Robertson your choice for Scotland captain? And if not, who not? Oh one, f- why not? Should I say? And who should it be? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Roger, listen, captains are there for a number of reasons, and it clearly comes down to a bit more than this, Roger. But just even when you listen to him talk, he sounds incredibly uh, level-headed. Talks a good game, and that's matching up with what he's doing on the field at the moment. Yeah, doing very well on the field. Um, a great ball in for one of Mo Salah's goals for Liverpool on Saturday night against Watford. He's in the best form of his life. Liverpool career certainly I think Alan McLeish had, had something of a quandary as to how to get both Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney into his team on this occasion the quandary doesn't really you know work out because Kieran Tierney's not there for the Costa Rican Hungary games I wouldn't read too much in to who is captain for these two games I think the squad will evolve through these two games through the two games in the summer in Peru and Mexico and by the time the Nations League games start against Albania at Hamden in September. I think that's when Alec McLeish will probably appoint a permanent captain. I would expect it to be Kieran Tierney. And that's why I say, you know, for these two games, whether it's an Andy Robertson, whether it's a John McGinn, whoever it is, I'm not too sure there'll be the permanent captain anyway. Would Robertson do it for you, Gordon? Yeah, I think the boy's terrific. Um, obviously, having a great season with Liverpool, Gordon. Um, he's grown since he went to Liverpool. Um under Klopp and um, he's been terrific and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the same with Roger I think that Alec will just look at it he'll pick a captain these friendlies and by the time that the, the real business starts he'll have it in place would I be against Tierney? Not really I'll, I think I'll be a young captain but enthusiasm about it uh, Tierney's obviously captain Celtic uh, and that, Scotland once and, before yeah, and took that responsibility very very well um, I don't think it makes as, as, as Andrew Robertson says there even when Scott Brown was a captain, he was in amongst experienced players that, that led like captains as well. It's just about performing. Graham and Paisley, what do you think? Hey, hi, panel. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Graham. Hi, Graham. Uh, what I, I think Tim uh, Tierney should captain Scotland because really he's captain Celtic before. He's, he's obviously played a lot of games with Scott Brown. He's a really good captain. I think. <laughs> will pick up on a lot of Scott Brown's, you know, the way he goes about being captain. I think he'll grow into the, he'll, he'll take the armband. I think he'll be a great captain for Scotland. So I, do. I know, uh, I know, sorry, Graham, I know that uh, Tierney's been a captain, but sometimes yeah. as a player, uh, either suits your game or it doesn't. You know, you, you, you want that extra responsibility. Or you think to yourself, no, I just want to concentrate on my own game. Um, it's not a big deal um, in the fact of, yeah, it's, okay, sorry, it's a big deal, captain your country. Of course it is, growing up, you always want to do that. But when you're on that park, you're concentrating your, your own game first and foremost. You're trying to help your teammates. There's a lot of captains out there. Um, there's some guys that go out and they'll talk non-stop for 90 minutes. And there are other guys who'll just go about their business and be very quiet. There's all different characters out there. Uh, if young Tierney gets it, I've nothing against that because he's going to be in the Scotland squad, you know, for a long, long time. Um, but I'm not really uh, getting who's going to be the captain doesn't really excite me. Well, I think he's got the mentality to be to keep his game at a top level and also kind of like bring out the best in other players. I think he's a really good young player. And, um, sorry, what other point? Aye. So, obviously, you've got him and Robertson both left backs. 
do you think Kieran Neil? I would play him in front of. I would play him left mid. No, no, no. I don't think Alec will do that. I don't think that works. I, I know what you're saying. You're thinking, well, the two of them play left back. Uh, play one in front of each other, can cover each other. It doesn't work. I know what I know that what your point is, Graham. I um I think that if he's got why not just explain that to us a bit because I think that Tierney and Robertson are the same sort of players. They like to see the full length of the pitch, Gordon. Like so picking the ball up deep and having yeah, space in front, yeah, and rather plus, than being in a in a, a corner, yeah, so to speak, and having mid, to middle trick to front. Your way out. Yeah, yeah okay. middle to front. I think the two of them like to see the full pitch. I like. I think they like to just get their legs open up and away they go, and we make great runs, good timing of the runs. Uh, I don't see that working with one in front of each other and then covering each other. Could be wrong. Alec might look to go to maybe three at the back with a wing back. As oh. Roger says, we we don't have to worry about that this no, time anyway. No, exactly. But when it, when it, when Tierney's back, it will be the big question point. Yep. How do you fit two terrific left backs into our team? We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Frank Smith is having Andy Robertson. He says, I think he should be captain. He's playing against top players week in, week out. Well, better players, he says, sorry, week in, week out. We're going to take more of your calls after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. Um, I was just thinking, Roger, new Scotland strip out today. Yellow, away kit. It was the Dazzler's birthday at the weekend. I'm wondering, did you, you didn't get one on pre order for your birthday or anything, did you? No, but I got a strip. DL 64 in the back, no, your age. No, I got a strip, but it wasn't a uh, Scotland strip, Gordon. Man City? No. no. You know the strip I got. Oh, it's a new mother will away, Tom. Yeah, beautiful. I'm sure you did. Beautiful. And by the way, they're very hard on you. That's, that's not the first jibe I've heard in the last week suggesting you might be over the big six odas. <sighs> not even anywhere near it, Roger, uh-huh. but no, it fits me perfect. I'm medium. There we go. Uh, on Twitter, back to the captain's debate, if you can call it that. Brian sums the situation up quite nicely. He says they must consider the captain across three roles field, dressing room, and ambassadorial. All important. Kevin Gold says, Hi guys, I'd pick Kieran Tierney. He's young and a great player for the future, and I'm a Rangers fan, but a football fan first. Here's a, a different question then, Roger, because I can see the way this conversation is going. Can you give me a name that isn't Andrew Robertson or Kieran Tierney? He, among the possibilities, you would think may well be John McGinn because. People keep saying John McGinn is, is the ready-made replacement for Scott Brown in the team. So if he has those attributes, would John McGinn long-term be a candidate for the captaincy? If, if we believe John McGinn's going to be a regular in the team, he's going to take on that Scott Brown mantle. Is that type of player in that kind of position ideal for the captaincy? Mm, very interesting. Keep the thoughts coming on the phones. 01419511025. Daryl is a Celtic fan in Cumbernauld. Hi, Daryl. Hi gents, how we doing alright? Yes, Daryl, what's your point? Good stuff. Well, first of all, I want to say a late happy birthday to Mr. DL. Thank you, Daryl. 74. 74 was <laughs> it? Brilliant. <laughs> I'm happy with that, Daryl. <laughs> Not a problem. Right, ask me done, guys. See you later. Right, <laughs> um, <laughs> right my point was there, um, I'm not 100% sure Kieran Tierney or Andrew Robertson should be given the captaincy. You know, they're two cracking players, probably the best players in Scotland at the moment, or for Scotland. Um, it's a bit of a headache for McLeish to have in order, you know, in, in the sense of who is he going to play out of Tierney and Robertson because they're both cracking left backs. Um, the call that was previously on said, um, excuse me, that the um, he picked Robertson over Tierney because he's playing against better players. That won't necessarily be 
the case. You know, I actually think Kevin Kelly's a better left back. I know it's you know he's up against different types of players and whatnot, but. I think he's a better left back, and I think he'd be the better captain over Robertson. But I wouldn't pick Tierney over John McGinn. Um, I think he's probably the prime candidate for the captaincy. He's a similar player to Scott Brown. He'll boss that midfield, and he's got that look about him. Do you know what I mean? He's got that sort of determined look about him when he's playing a game of football, and they'll rub off on the players on the park. And I think he's probably the best sort of replacement for Brown. And he's captained under twenty ones, I suppose, as well. Roger, is, is is there anyone else then? Those three would be considered. In, in some cases Tierney in particular Very young The other two Relatively young And in McGinn's case Relatively Inexperienced Internationally But I suppose The squad's had such an overhaul Recently And listen Future squads may be different y- you're, you're struggling For others Well the, the entire squad Is inexperienced Internationally yeah. You know People talk about Scott Brown Not being there But there's no Darren Fletcher Or James Morris Or there's Snodgrass. No, Snodgrass There's no Christoph Berra did you, did you say MacArthur there There's well? no MacArthur yeah. either there's, You know Because of injury There's no Russell Martin This time So uh, Unless they give the captaincy To a Charlie Mulgrew Or an Alan McGregor Then it's going to be A less experienced person Amability does I don't think it matters greatly I sometimes think You know I think that's about Club football as well Sometimes we get Too excited about Who's walking out At the head of the line um, Is it just me though Does it does it not feel A, a bit more important When it's the country Not necessarily no. not, for, not, for a, not for I don't want to play it down, Oh no, no I'm not talking a, about a For this game alone no, no. I, I think by the time We get to the important stuff The Nations League stuff In September Then Alan McLeish will make an appointment And you know, people can agree with it or disagree. So, with so it. might, Gordon, might Gordon. that be the tactic then, Gordon? This time, just give it to Mulgrew. Yeah, for this game, yeah, no, no one's going to bat an eyelid. Exactly, and then, and then give it give gives them a little bit of time just to get to know the squad, know the characters, Gordon, and then pick one for there. But where Daryl, I think, makes a terrific point. Uh, I'm the same. I'm not too fussed about the captain just now. You look at we've got two fantastic left backs now. Everybody will say, well, Alec can change his shape. And put young Tierney in as left centre back where he's played with Celtic, and he'll do very, very well. But I agree with Daryl. I think Kieran Tierney's strength is left back. So we're unfortunate that two of the best players that we've got are both really left backs. Daryl, and I, I agree with that. Like, um, I also agree with the fact that the captaincy is not a major point because if you've got the right team on the park they'll all work together they'll all help each other out they'll all be the captain and I think that's that's more a point that Alex McLeish should focus on is make everybody gel together not just um, you know the one captain to deal with the park everybody should help each other out you know because having a left back as captain how are you going to tell the right winger what to do you know you're going to pass it through the team so I think it should either be somebody in the middle of the park to boss you know Scott Brown's been doing for a number of years um, or he should you know, put somebody as captain but get the team to work together and to focus on on all of them being a captain at the one time. Does that make any sense? Yes. Or am I, am I it's, it's important whatever team you, you have that, that there are leaders everywhere in the team and there are players who take responsibility. Daz will tell you when Daz won that league comp with Raith Rovers many years ago that he doesn't like to speak about, he was captain. He was a guy who, who walked up and raised the cup at the end of the game. But if you look at that team... Mm. There was captains right through the team You know you look No I don't agree with that I think there's only one <laughs> I'm also I, I, I've, got Roger, I've, got, I've got Brian's tweet as well Still here it says I must consider the captain Across three fields uh, Three roles Field Dressing room And ambassadorial I'm just wondering which one Gordon <laughs> Gale 
category he falls into. Go, go, go for them again. Field, yeah, terrific. dressing room, and ambassadorial. Yeah, yeah, terrific. Right. Well, he only ever covered about six yards of the field. Uh, dressing room, yeah, I could see he could be an influence in there. Ambassadorial. <laughs> Not having it. Mm, we'll, we'll leave that one hang, I think. Stevie's in Barhead. Hi, Stevie. How you doing, guys? Yeah, nice Stevie. Stevie. Uh, first of all, I was actually going to talk about um, Murphy, but it can't be John McGinn for the captaincies, in my opinion. Not yet, anyway. I think he needs to, he needs to establish himself as a, as a first-team regular in the team before you could even talk about him becoming a captain. Um, he's made a lot of subs appearances, and obviously he's been doing well for Hibs, and he ticks all the boxes in terms of, you know, he's like a Scott Brown-type player, but I don't think you can... Somebody the captain saying, or yeah, I think it's five caps at the moment, Stevie. So aye, you're, you're, you're anticipating someone with a few more. I think so, but not to say you know for future reference, but say, but my thoughts on the position that we've got a lot of young guys coming through, and hopefully the next captain, bar an injury, will be the captain for the next you know five, ten years. But for me, anyway, he needs to establish himself as a first team, and I don't think he's quite there yet. George, not to say he's not going to be in the next regime, but as yet. It's just in for me, for him. Yeah. Um, Stevie, time's against me a wee bit, so just fire on right through with your second point before I get the guys' I, I, thoughts. I really don't, I, I don't understand this clamber, um, the criticism that Bertie's that, that, that getting here. I mean, Rangers remit, like he's touched on it a wee bit earlier on, Rangers would bite your hand off, would have bitten your hand off for second place in a cup this season. And as it stands just now, they're on course, never mind getting beat against Celtic and then getting beat off Kilmarnock they're on course for doing that they're there or thereabouts I don't I never hear any clamber for Derek McInnes whose remit would probably be the same to finish second and win a cup that'd be a good season for Aberdeen if Aberdeen beat uh, sorry if Celtic beat Aberdeen and then Aberdeen drop points at home or lose somebody else there's never a clamber for or should McInnes go is he the man for the job Rangers need to know their place and I'm, I'm all for a stronger Rangers and better competition because it's quite frankly getting a wee bit boring, right? But Rangers need to know their place. They don't have a divine right to be second and all the rest of it. They've, if they come second and they, they win a cup, it's a great season for them. Murray will have done a great job. I, I, I don't understand what they expect. And see, with regards to it, next season, it's a shoo-in that Celtic will win the league, and I'll tell you why. Half the Rangers team just now are made up of loan signings. And again, I think, I think Roger touched on it. He ringed off a few names. Russell Martin. First-team regular when he's fit. Goss has been a first-team regular. Cummins, OK, maybe not, but he's, he's certainly playing. Uh, Murphy and a, and a few other ones. If they go ahead and buy these players, they're not actually supplementing their squad for next season. They're only buying players who are already playing in the first team. So to actually improve their first eleven for next year, they would not only need to buy these loan signings, but also need to buy more players supplement the other positions Okay, thank you to Stevie in Barhead it's time for this Beat the pundits with goals in the Scottish sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday It is time for Beat the Pundit 30 seconds as many sporting general knowledge questions right as you can head to head with one of the pundits to try and win yourself a signed ball if tonight's the night you think you can come on and get a victory you better pick up that phone right now, 0141 951 1025, and you could play Beat the Pundit after the news. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're going to hear from returning Celtic winger Patrick Roberts very soon So if you've got any thoughts on him, his teammates or anything else at the moment You know the number to dial and we'll get to that after we do this Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Yes, it is time for tonight's Beat the Pundit Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Both ready to take someone on Let's find out who that someone is going to be He's Davey Ashcroft He's a Rangers fan from Barhead How are you tonight, Davey? Yeah, very good, guys, yourself? Yes, cannot complain You looking forward to this? Do you do you fancy your chances? Or are you one of them You're just taking a punt and hoping for the best? Well, I come on about a year and a half Two years ago And I got absolutely beat So I'm Bye. hoping to do a wee bit better this time By um, who? Uh, I can't actually remember mm, Oh well Mark Wilson <laughs> Surely no, not Wilson. Surely not I'm going to toss the coin anyway Heads it's Roger Hanna Tails it's Gordon DL And it is heads um, Don't mean to Put a damp on things Davey But I don't think Roger's lost in about Three and a half Decades at this But we'll nah, see how nonsense. you will we'll no, no pressure then Exactly Good No luck, pressure baby. at all we'll, yeah, get, well. we'll give Roger some Clyde 2 in his ear So that he can't listen to you uh, Davey it's Third Please, Gordon, no singing if you don't mind. Uh, Davey, 30 seconds head to head, you can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Yep, on you go. How many points clear are Celtic at the top of the Ladbrokes Premiership? Eight. What colour is the new Scotland away top? Yellow. In what decade did Costa Rica first appear at the World Cup? 60s. Which German side play at the Allianz Arena? Bayern Munich. What is the nationality of Rangers midfielder Nico Kranchar? Croatian. Who's the top scorer in the history of the World Cup? Uh, pass. Which Formula One constructor does Lewis Hamilton race for? Mercedes. Okay. Let's bring Roger Hanna back. Gordon DL, if you could halt your singing once more, please. That was disturbing. Ruined my night. It was so bad. The real thing. Uh, 30 seconds. Same questions to you, Roger. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm sure you are. Okay. How many points clear are Celtic at the top of the Ladbrokes Premiership? Ten What colour is the new Scotland away top? Yellow In what decade did Costa Rica first appear at the World Cup? The 90s Which German side play at the Allianz Arena? Bayern Munich What nationality is Rangers midfielder Nico Kranchar? Croatian Who is the top scorer in the history of the World Cup? Minuslav Closer. Which Formula One constructor does Lewis Hamilton race for? Mercedes. Okay. Phil House. Davy, I thought you did not too bad. How are you feeling? Uh, I think I'm beat But I think it's quite close I think you you put up Certainly a good fight Let's go through them And see how many points clear Are Celtic at the top Davey you're a Rangers fan I I sympathise You may not be looking Too much at the gap At the moment But it is 10 points As Roger quite rightly says So 1-0 to Roger On to question 2 Easy question this What colour is the new Scotland away top It is yellow Both got that right 2-1 to Roger In what decade Did Costa Rica First appear at the World Cup It is the 90s 1990 to be precise I'm sure you remember that one Roger 3-1 to Roger On to the next one It's Bayern Munich Who play at the Allianz 4-2 So you're Giving a good account of yourself Davy. that's for sure It goes to 5-3 Because you both knew that Croatian was the answer For Nico Kranchar And this was a This was the one that really sealed it Who's the top scorer In the history of the World Cup Miroslav Klosa So still 6 
Three to Roger then On to the next one Didn't matter in the end Formula 1 constructor That Lewis Hamilton races for Is Mercedes Seven to Roger And four to you Davey Listen four is not bad at all But Roger was on fire Hard lines Yeah beat by the better guy Good very, man Davey good, good effort Thanks for taking part Cheers Davey guys, All the best there we are, that was Davey in Barhead You're nodding away, would you, would you have done well tonight? Yes God, I would have, but we need to handicap him a little bit now. So. Yeah, yeah. Put, put it on with you every week put a, put a big <laughs> tape over his mouth or Give something Give him 20 seconds Seven, seven out of yeah. seven is mm-hmm. ridiculous mm-hmm. They were quite easy tonight, They were or doable shall we say, they're never easy 01419511025, keep your calls coming please We're on Twitter, at Clyde SSB as well Just while we're on the subject of, of quizzes and beat the pundit and all the rest of it See tonight's full time teaser mm-hmm. Roger I think Gordon DL's brain is going to explode. That's what that. Well, listen, that's I, all I'm I going to say. Agree. Last week in the film, no. he was outstanding. No, but it, it, it's, as soon as I get to the end of the question, I think he's just going to. Yeah. yeah the Costa Rica one was. Just, I'm still thinking about that. Anyway, that's coming up a bit later on tonight. Let's hear from Patrick Roberts. He says his spell on the sidelines felt like the longest period of his career. He made his long-awaited return, of course. At Fir Park at the weekend The Man City Loney says it was torture To miss some of Celtic's biggest games of the season But hopes he can make his mark In the final games of the campaign It's been the longest four months But it's good to be back up um, Shame about the result But we didn't lose and we, we, we carry on Yeah it's been tough obviously It's getting the fitness back The match that I had before I got injured And yeah it's tough But it's worked hard to get the kick on now yeah, It's the, the magnitude of games you missed When I came here And to miss is disappointing But I understand that When you get injured you go, you'll have some games So it's all about working hard to get back fit and finishing the season strong. There's only a few games left now. Scottish Cup, obviously, playing obviously the games in the league, so I can just uh, hopefully get us on the pitch and get back to what I was doing before I got injured. It was the long-awaited comeback, of mm. course, on, on Sunday, Gordon. And in many ways, it seemed all set up for Patrick Roberts. Exactly the type of game that in the past few months, Celtic have missed him in. Games when they're struggling to break teams down. But listen, I'm sure you, you cut the guy a bit of slack. He didn't do too much wrong when he came on He and his teammates just couldn't quite find that breakthrough Yeah and he was a bit unlucky The one that comes off the bar He cuts inside on his left foot uh, Terrific strike uh, But you're right Gordon I think Celtic uh, do miss someone of his quality Whether he starts a game Or whether he comes on Because he's, he's he's a very good talent to bring on He's a different player from James Forrest James Forrest more direct down the right hand side Patrick Roberts likes to beat the men Comes inside Plays lovely Balls uh, giving goes uh, So no I think Brendan Rodgers Especially with the run in To the end of the season now Will be delighted to Get him back to full fitness And as the player said there There's nothing worse for a player Being injured And not being able to train And not look forward To the next game And you know You're with the physios all the time And you're reporting at a different time To get treatment So um, no He'll be delighted to be back in the squad now And a big summer For Patrick Almost Never mind the run into the season You know He'll go back to Manchester City with the best will in the world, you cannot see Patrick Roberts breaking into that Manchester City first team. It's arguably the best first team in yeah. Premiership history. So what does Patrick Roberts do? Does he decide to leave? Does he go to another team in the English Premiership? Does he go overseas? Or or could Celtic afford to sign him on a permanent basis? I think you're right, Roger. I think you've got to be exceptional to get into that Manchester City's first team. Um, you know, especially down that right flank. But um, he's a terrific talent, the lad. I'm if letting he, that one go. If he doesn't, if he doesn't make it with Manchester City, which I don't think he will, then obviously, there's he's got a great future in front of him because he is a fantastic yeah. talent. 
Uh, Roger actually quoted you on last night's show Would you oh. believe? Yes, mm. you, your legend lives on when you're not here uh, We were talking of course because Patrick Roberts may have come on But the game on Sunday in many ways was overshadowed by the refereeing decision We await to see the outcome of that appeal And I said that you are very much of the mindset that you never, you just don't try and second guess these things Because there are so many cases when you think that's nailed on to be overturned And you get egg in your face sometimes Oh, I, I, let me tell you All my years of experience Anything could happen with this appeal at the weekend Is it beyond the realms of possibility That an appeals panel deem Cipri's reaction As being violent conduct? Now, I don't think it is beyond the realms of possibility It would not surprise me If the red card was upheld Now, I know there'll be Motherwell fans Screaming at the radios at the minute But the experience of the SFA appeals procedure Would, would tell you it, it is a possibility Laurie's in Denison Hi Laurie Panel, good evening Hi Laurie uh, Guys, what I would like to say today is I've listened to the Celtic fan Stephen from Barhead uh, of an age where he has no recollection of Celtic playing second fiddle to Rangers, as I have. Uh, I think, uh, no harm to you, uh, uh, Stevie, but you know what? Your arrogance is breathtaking. I, you should understand Celtic have no divine right to success in the league. I'm of an age where Celtic played second fiddle to Rangers for many, many years. Anyway, I... I didn't know Stevie was that young, Laurie. Well, he sounds extremely young compared to myself. <laughs> I'm in my 62nd year. I'll take your word for it, Laurie. Uh, Gordon, you know. I, you know, Brendan Rodgers, I saw off... And this is my main point, guys. Please give me an audience of this for a couple of minutes. Normally, I try and make my points very succinctly. A couple of minutes? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would like to enlarge on this a wee bit if I can, if you would afford me that luxury, right, Gordon. Go on, then. Uh, Brendan Rodgers has off two pretenders to his throne already, Mark Robertson and Pedro Coutinho. Uh, you know what, the thing that really strikes me is that uh, Graham Murphy, prior to losing against Celtic uh, and Kilmarnock, was been hailed almost as a messianic figure. Every Ranger supporter that was coming on uh, was clamouring uh, for him to be given a job, not even waiting until the end of the season. Uh, but assigned uh, the position permanently uh, as of now. Uh, the last two results have changed that. Uh, now, I think myself that uh, surely the problem, and, uh, and there's also other interest about us now, I've listened to my last couple of nights, uh, you know, advocating, uh, you know, Stephen Robinson and uh, Stevie Clark as uh, Rangers managers uh, after uh, Murty's. Uh, Tenure finishes in, uh, at the end of May. Uh, surely the problem, however, and this is the bottom line, is a lack of pedigree in the pitch. Unless there is a major and massive investment uh, by Rangers on the playing field, they are destined to play second fiddle to Celtic. I couldn't care less who was in charge of Rangers. Personally, I'm delighted as a Celtic fan. I hope we continue to, to conquer all. We've got a fantastic manager. We've got a guy who's only lost two games and 80-plus domestic matches. Uh, he can't match that, admittedly, in Europe. I understand that. So there is a chasm between what we do domestically and in Europe. I'm the first one to acknowledge that. But for the Rangers supporters, 
who are invoking the likes of Stephen Robinson and uh, Stevie Clark, surely there has to be a recognition and an acknowledgement on their part that they're signing guys from the English Championship, four or five uh, players who are not capable of getting games for their parent clubs in the second-tier English football. Now, admittedly, before anybody listening to this says, well, Celtic also have loanies, we do. We've got Masonda from Chelsea, a team of proven European pedigree. A Patrick Roberts from Manchester City and Edward and so on from PSG. They're European heavyweights. They've been loaned out to Celtic to give them European experiences. Uh, the guys who are playing for Rangers uh, are playing for Rangers, quite frankly, because they are unable or incapable of getting a game for teams in the second tier of English football. The panel starts. Well, you, you touch on it doesn't matter who the, the manager is. I disagree with that. I think the manager plays a big part. We'll take Stevie Clark, who everybody's talking about just now. Uh, when he took took over Kilmarnock, uh, they were very poor bottom of the league. Look, look at the run they've been on. Went up against Celtic, up against Rangers, beating them. So he's done very, very well. Yes, you need the quality on the part, but a manager can make a big, big difference. Especially to a team that's maybe not got the finances that other teams have got. You can go back, and I know everybody will say it's a one-off. Have a look at Leicester in that year, where an experienced manager who got a group of players. You're right, it was a one-off. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying, Gordon. So you just don't, you can't write teams off because you think, I don't care who the the, the product, the, the, the players in the pitch aren't good enough. Organisation, everything. Brendan Rodgers gets the biggest part in the back when he came into Celtic, look at what they talk about, how he improved certain players, how he changed the style of the football, how he, how he went about his business. So as much as Laurie makes some great points, uh, it will be very hard to overturn self. Of course it will be. But I think you can make yourself better. You can bring in the players that you want to fit your system, make you very difficult to beat, make you organised. And um, as we touched on there, if you look at Kilmarnock just now, they're, they're not frightened to take anybody on they've, they've come up against all the so-called top teams in Scotland And won Speaking of Kilmarnock Andy and Alexandra wants to talk about Stevie Clark I believe Hi Andy Hiya um, I don't think the clever to get Stevie Clark in as Rangers manager is justified um, There was a record of his managerial career I know he's a number two. He's been a number two. He's also been a He's not been that great. He's done well at Kilmarnock. Um, I mean, take his take my hat after him for there. But I honestly don't think it's what Rangers should be doing. There's only one. Well, there's one man that I've always that he should have brought back. But he's been Scotland manager. So the next man doing, I, I think he should bring Walter Smith back for a couple of years um, and, and get Rangers back in an even keel. I think Walter Smith would. He's a Rangers man. That's not just that's not just what I'm saying it for. He's done that. He's got a t-shirt. Um, he's got the titles to prove it as well. And I don't think he's that um, that old. You know what I mean? He's still young in terms of a manager. I know he's been away for the game for a few years, but he's, he's at the games every day, every every week. Sorry, every second week. He's watching football. He's commenting on football. Um, I just think it's a no-brainer, an absolute no-brainer to bring in. We, we, we can we just can't have another. Uh, how, how can I put it? They can't have another gamble. The gamble with 
home and away leagues. Rangers are Celtic, Celtic only. And if they won the game in hand against that one, they'd be talking about away league. They're the home week, uh, away week, sorry. But the home one is the one that's letting us down. And, and I think the manager's got to take a lot of blame for that. Andy, just on Stevie Clark, and by the way, this is not me saying he is or isn't the man for Rangers. I, I don't think that's the question. Are you not being a bit harsh ignoring the fact that he took West Brom to eighth, their best ever English Premier League finish? I know, but I, I just, I don't, I, to be honest with you, I, I, I think, to be honest, I think Rangers will be backing up their own three there. Uh, and I don't think Stevie Clark, I'm not, and it's not to do with Celtic minded background, um, I don't think Steve Clark, I don't think, I don't think they would go down another line the same as uh, McInnes. I don't, I don't think he would think Rangers were the right club at that time, because there's no pressure on the Rangers. Come on, there's no pressure on them, come on, they're going to get come on, they're going to get the bottom of the league when they come in. Really, nobody expected to do what he's doing at Kamala just now. So the pressure was less. Even, even now, I mean, I, I mean, the pressure's still less at Kamala than it would be at Rangers. And I don't think, I don't, I honestly don't think you could take Rangers much better than Rangers are now. We just need investment. Um, that's my second point. Is, 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 Time's a bit against me If I'm well, being completely honest I, Andy well, So let's, the, deal the, the, let's deal with that listen, point Let's deal with that one Investment Because Andy touched on it And Laurie touched on it before Any team That's going to be successful Needs a level of investment um, Rangers Made changes in January Circumstances dictated That a lot of the players That came in in January Came in on loan uh, That's not necessarily a bad thing If you look at the January transfer window There are an awful lot Of loan deals done Celtic did one for Charlie Musonda as well But in the summer, if Rangers are to close the gap further and to have realistic ambitions of a title race next season, there is going to have to be a level of investment. Now, whether that involves the sale of Morelos and reinvesting that money into three or four or five players, so be it. But Rangers won't close the gap unless they spend money. Johnny Holloway tweeted me saying, what Celtic connection are people always talking about? Clearly, a Kelly fan growing up and he sent me a picture of Stevie Clark. It looks like a magazine clipping from way back and it says, team you supported as a boy and it says, come Marmock, my brother Paul plays with them now. We've got a cracking full-time teaser coming up and we're going to get to that next. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's 01419511025 for you to get in touch. Still plenty of time to do it, so let us know what is on your mind. Now, I've got a bit of a warning for you. If you're going to take part in tonight's teaser, you're probably going to need a pen and paper. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, it's it's not compulsory. You may be of a certain mental capacity that you can just do this off the top of your head, but a pen and paper will help. So, sent in by Martin Burns. We are looking for 11 players Who've scored 20 or more goals In the English Premier League You following me so far? Mm-hmm. And whose full names Contain all the vowels I told you you'd struggle with this Which 11 players have scored 20 or more goals In the English Premier League And whose full names Contain not all not the vowels, not twenty a season, just twenty all in. Yeah, just the all in. This is ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I'm just thinking, it's got Harry Kane. Does he got them all now? Harry Kane. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. No, he hasn't. He's not got the O. So we're looking for eleven players have scored twenty or more goals in the English Premier League and whose full names contain all the vowels. <laughs> I actually didn't even seem this ridiculous when I read it silently earlier on in the office and now that I'm reading it out loud 
Come on 20 I, I, I mean we're, we're just one step away From 20 scorers Who own Spaniels Yeah I know But I've got the Listen Roger You're a victim of your own success You can't come on here every week Get every answer right ever And then complain When they're too hold hard on, So No 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 Anyway Andy Cole Ah oh, hold on I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Nice nice No Andy, Andy Cole <laughs> I'm just going to shout out Alright uh, <laughs> ah, Folks this could be a long Oh this long could be a long night. When does the show end? Well it might need to be extended hey, Wait have you got one yet? No I'm, I'm giving I, don't, I don't expect to get one at all Yeah you will Roger You say this every week Anyway right let's hear from Alan McGregor, shall we? Back in the Scotland squad This time of course Alan McGregor And uh, he says that he's um, glad to be back He still feels he's got plenty to offer um, And he says the goalkeeping position is as strong as ever The former Rangers goalie's been plagued by injuries But does hope to cement a place in the squad Under new boss Alex McLeish I don't say I feel old, no It's just a number, isn't it? Age Sometimes a big one like mine enough But uh, no, it's just a, a number Scott, it's good to be back I've been for, a, I don't know, maybe this time last year, I think, the last time, so just good to be back fit and no having any pain, to be honest. So Every time I've had an injury, even in the past, when I was younger, I had a bad one in my wrist. It never really came into my head, no. I was just always doing what I need to do to get back fit, whether it be in the gym with the physios or whatever, so that, it never really crossed my mind, no. Like me, Craig and Marsh, have always sort of been playing around about the squads, for, as I said, for the last 10, even probably longer than that, to be fair. Big John's done well this season to come in the squad and, and Jordan's obviously played with the 21s and he's been in the squad for a, a wee while now so um, I think it's in good hands goalkeeping wise I think we've been unlucky and close on a number of occasions but my attitude towards it's never really changed you're always going out trying to win a game so I just advise it don't it's, it's changed now now McGregor is out of contract with Hull come the end of the season But he says he's not spoken to any clubs about his future yet The 36 year old says he feels as good as he did a decade ago And has no plans to hang up the gloves anytime soon I don't know, it's not, it's not to me if, if clubs want you then How do I get rid of this one by the way? <laughs> if clubs want you then they contact you or whatever And then see what happens But you can't force yourself upon any teams Do you feel you still have quite a lot left in your career? I feel good for my age I feel good I don't feel any different than I was five, ten years ago. So, I'm obviously it's going to hit you at one point, but I can't see it being in the near future. When you get strikers that score 31 season and 25 the next season, or oh, he wasn't as good as last season, but he's still good. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just one of these things. Like you can't like dictate when you're going to make great saves, or you just go on with it and try and do your best. Roger, do you anticipate clubs north of the border being? Alerted to Alan McGregor's situation Yes Without doubt I think Hearts are looking at him already And Hearts are probably going to lose John McLaughlin Back down south in the summer um, He's one that, that Craig Levine Never had in his admiration for um, You would wonder about Rangers again Could Wes Fodderingham attract bids from English clubs in the summer Would that open up an opportunity for Alan McGregor To go back to Rangers um, I, I watched it at a weekend And the Hull didn't have their greatest day at Birmingham In the snow, lost 3-0 Had it not been for Alan McGregor They could have lost 6-0 So he clearly, even at 37 years of age Still has something about him um, I think he always keeps himself quite reasonable nick physically So yeah, he could have you know another 2 or 3 years left For someone, be it a Rangers, be it a Hearts Be it somewhere else You could see him coming and doing a job, couldn't you Gordon? Oh certainly, yes He's, uh, he's a very uh, good goalkeeper, Gordon Um 
great experience as well So no Absolutely no doubts That he can step in there And do a, a terrific job for Scotland Now don't mean to put you under pressure But lots of people Are getting in touch With answers to this teaser <laughs> uh, Apart from Raffles Who says it's the worst question ever Honestly there's nothing Entertaining in that well, Raffles I'm, I'm, other, I'm other 100% people disagree. with Raffles um, well, We've got I've got two Go for it Dad. You've got two? Yeah uh, the, I think the best question of the night uh, To be fair Comes from Stephen Who says Did the panel even know the vowels? Yeah right, Rude okay. Van Nistelrooy Yes Rude Van Nistelrooy I'm yes. impressed with you yep. They won my next one Daz only knows the vowels Because you used to watch Carl Vorder yeah. When the sound down Brilliant Loved it Sergio Aguero Right, I'm a bit confused I, I didn't expect No offence Roger Or well, no offence Gordon I didn't expect the answers To be coming from over there Roger I thought you I'm, I'm out now Would be <laughs> Finished Because he's got two Rudvan Nisteroy Sergio Aguero Maro and Fellini Yes Roger well, 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 You're flying You're absolutely flying Some of them are stinking I'm not going to lie Some of them absolutely terrible oh, no. we're back. We're But back. anyway uh, Gary's in Somerston Hi Gary uh, Hi are you okay? Yes what's your point Gary? Hi it's just a, it's a quick one on the, the kind of Scotland captaincy you are talking about earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Robertson and Tierney, you need to kind of get a formation. Are they going to play on the left together or, or on your back three, etc.? Um, but I think we're kind of dismissing the fact that if Scotland were playing a qualifier maybe tomorrow, all these players that are all picked um, just now, they probably wouldn't start, if that makes sense. You're still missing your James Morrisons, James McArthurs. And I believe Tom Tierney currently is the Fulham captain. I, I might be wrong Maybe Roger knows more than me But I don't no, know No he is he is isn't he Roger Yes he is yeah. so Sco- he, Scored a very good goal again At the weekend Yeah. Uh, and he's a cracking player I'm guessing it, And I know you're talking about John McGinn I think it was you said John McGinn Roger I know because of the age And he's a like for like Brown and stuff But I don't think John McGinn Would get in The starting 11 strongest I think they're still more Down south a bit better Than John McGinn Not just because they play down south I don't mean that Because they get tagged better When they're down there Of course they do um, But I think you're kind of Looking at Morrison um, MacArthur even Tom Kearney They'll start in that kind of hole Is Darren Fletcher Is he gone now Is, is he retired Or is he still available He's still available Roger is Just he? not been picked this time but I think Gary Before before I let Gary continue Because I think you make a, a very good point Roger There might be this Assumption That because Alex McLeish's first squad Hasn't included James MacArthur James Morrison Darren Fletcher That we have closed the door On those guys But worth no, considering I That that's probably not the I case I don't think Alex the type To close the door on anyone um, James Morrison's injured Hasn't played for West Brom For some time Darren Fletcher currently Is unable to get into Paul Lambert's team At Stoke City uh, James MacArthur Was the one that surprised me Gary I thought James MacArthur He's been playing regularly For Roy Hodgson At Crystal Palace this season He's been contributing He's been scoring goals And he's not in the squad And, and Alec McLeish was asked Specifically last week At the squad announcement had this squad been for two qualifying games, w- would the personnel be the same? And he said broadly, yes, it would. So you would wonder if there is going to be a comeback for Darren Fletcher, James MacArthur, Charlie Adam, James Morrison when he's fit, people like that, Robert Snodgrass you mentioned earlier, Gordon, is another. Are these guys going to get back into the Scotland squad? Sorry, one more thing. Who would you play? I know I don't put you in the spot. I don't want to take your time. Who would you play as a mid? If imagine you played a midfield three, generally most teams do. Who, who would you pick as your three to if we had a qualify, a crucial game, not just a willy nilly game? And who everyone's fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, everyone. Well, fact, if, yeah. if we're going, if we think we're going three five two, the, th- the three in the middle for me would be John McGinn, Stuart Armstrong, and Callum McGregor. No, Scott McTominay. No. Do you, do you know one player? I think uh, everybody's missing. I think he's been brilliant. Dylan McKeon. Yeah. I think, I think, I think he, he pulled out, out, out injured. I, I know he's yeah. pulled Yeah but You're talking about 
Uh, I would have no qualms about throwing him in there I think he's been absolutely terrific So I just want to revisit this Roger So after all the stuff surrounding Scott McTominay He's not even in your team No mm. Come off the bench after 62 minutes at 1-1 Right Okay Go along with that How does McTominay play for you? I think In an put, ideal world Well In a three Who do you leave out? Roger's put three Decent players in there I said McGeeck I like him I think you've got to See we always have this Play players that are in form Nobody's probably in better form McGeehock I think he's been terrific I know that he's injured just now But I think if he keeps performing The way he's, uh, he's going about his business I would I would play Dylan McGeehock I think he's a very good player And if you play with man, Listen, if you play with any of the Manchester teams Gordon, you've got talent Honestly Yeah, on you go Gary, no you're Sorry, fine um, if, I know he said he's free there being the free to pick That's fine, that's obviously preference But if Tom Kearney who I think is a cracking player with a cracking left foot and obviously he'll play more of a kind of forward of the two etc if he played up I know you've picked out McGinn um, McGregor and, and Armstrong mm. if John Kearney played for Celtic he's their, he's their best midfielder by a distance I'm sorry so none of those two play I know he's down there but if he played for Celtic he would be their best midfielder maybe bar Rodgick if that makes I'm not a Celtic fan so I'm just I'm giving you that one so I think Tom Kearney has to start in my opinion Roger I mean he's, he's a player Who's certainly been impressing A lot of English Premier League clubs Are, are interested We're going to have this debate Until yeah, the yeah. end well, of time well, Because we see our league more often And we, we like it When Scottish based players yeah, Get called the, up The one thing I would say In favour of McGregor and Armstrong Is we've seen them In elite company We've seen McGregor Scoring goals against Bayern Munich We've seen Armstrong Playing in cup finals And playing for Scotland as well Playing well for Scotland Kearney you see him playing for Fulham He was impressive for Holland Blackburn prior to that He is a very good player He was interesting The likes of West Ham and West Brom in the January window There is no doubt he has quality The only question mark over Tom Kearney And also over Kevin McDonald His teammate at Fulham who's in the squad is We've only seen them in the Championship in England Now I know it's a decent level But I think there's a step between that and the international level And I would love Gary to be phoning me back In a year's time to say I told you so about Tom Kearney when he's captain in Scotland and he's the best player in the park. I would like nothing better. You cancelled a £20 million bid rejected him. Am I wrong in saying that? Am I wrong in saying that? They were, cert- they were certainly, they were another one. I actually forgot about them. They, they were right, very keen on him as well. Yeah, that could be right. I know it's funny money down there, of course. A £20 million means nothing. But um, £20 million is a lot, of play- a lot of money for a Scottish player, of course. Very well, thank you to Gary in Somerston. There is still time for you to get your. Uh, Calls into us More than enough time actually 0141 951 1025 uh, The 2P club says What about Griffiths for captain um, Alistair Briggs is giving this teaser A really good go I am really? impressed Al- Alistair Briggs on Twitter From re- Tell you what What's he got One, two, three. He's got about half of them At least right In fact he's got more than that So he's doing well Looking for 11 players Who've scored 20 or more goals In the English Premier League And whose full names Contain all the vowels You've got Marouane Fellaini Ruud van Nistelrooy Sergio Aguero It should be noted mm. That middle names don't count Just in case that changes oh, Anything right. for you Is Paul Gascoigne? No No? One of over 20 Premier League goals That's probably the one That, that rules them out Rather than the vowels No way Yeah but, but way before the days yeah. Of the English Premier League Wouldn't it? Played for a bit Didn't he? Was at Middlesbrough um, oh, well, Roger, back, But, but yeah. not over yeah. 20 Who have you got Rog? Uh, I'll try to work out If there was a if you, if, you, if you ticked all the boxes 
IEA Okay Rock We'll give you a couple of minutes then And we'll get the answers To the full time teaser next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Well it might not be the final part We might have to extend it If they don't get the answers to this teaser uh, <laughs> Although Having said that You all scoffed And you've had a few moans About how hard it was You're doing pretty mm. well We're looking for 11 players Who've scored 20 or more goals In the English Premier League and whose full common names contain all the vowels. You've already given me Marwan Fellaini, Rudvan Nistelroy, Sergio Aguero, and by the way, well done on Twitter. Some of the efforts coming in are spectacular. I'm very impressed. Did you get any during the break? We got one what, each. I uh, have Paul Ryder. Yes. Well you done. can you can have mine now. <laughs> oh, you're swapping. I was going to say. <laughs> I thought that was sounding bad. Oh, fantastic. El Hajjouf. El Hajjouf is one. So we're looking for one, two, three, four, five, seven more. No, that can't be right, is it? Can't it be seven? No, six more. All right, fine. Seriously? Is it a uh, Mami Biramjouf? Yes. Who? Flying. Who's that? Place with Stoke. Brilliant Roger Only five to get And plenty of time to get them in uh, Roger a couple of championship fixtures tonight of course And I guess when you're looking At the, 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 the picture at the top of the league Everything can be viewed around now really From a St Mirren perspective as to You know when can they win this league And, yeah. and if you're looking at Dundee United for instance Tonight playing for the second midweek in a row Against Queen of the South this time at home I think St Mirren are somewhere in the region of four games away from, from winning the league And of course that can be accelerated if Dundee United don't win tonight Well we can say the thing that they're not allowed to say in Paisley We can say it on this show <laughs> St Mirren have won the league St Mirren are champions St Mirren will be playing in the Premiership next season The important thing for Livingston For Dundee United who I think play Queen of the South tonight For Jim Duffy's Morton For Dunfermline who are away at breaking tonight The important thing now is not to look at St Mirren Forget St Mirren, they're over the horizon The important thing is now to find some form, to find some consistency and to get ready for the playoffs because their hope of promotion to the Premiership no longer hangs on winning the Championship title because St Mirren are doing that. Their hopes hang on getting through the playoffs and the playoffs, rightly or wrongly, are weighted against the Championship team. Whoever finishes third and fourth would have to win three games to go up. So it's important to finish as high up the division as you can and get a bit of momentum to go into those playoffs. Dundee United, who play tonight against Queen of the South, I'll see them against Infermland for Super Scoreboard on Saturday. They have been unable to find any consistency, any momentum. Every time they take a step forward, they take two steps back. They won at Palmerston last midweek, and then were fortunate to get a draw at home to Inverness on Saturday. So it will be very frustrating for Shaba Laszlo, but if they've got any hope of going up, they need to start putting a, you know, a, a string of victories together because he, he, they're 19 points behind St Mirren. Even if they win their three games in hand, they're still 10 behind. Mm. They're not winning the title. They need to start winning some games. And of course, could this be the night? Breakin City against Dunfermline. Will Breakin eventually win a game this season? They're very close to going the whole season. They're the only team in Britain that haven't won a league game yet. Uh, will that change tonight? Any more on the teaser? Mm, struggling, Gordon. Roger? No, I thought it was going to be a cute one because was Emil Heskey's middle name not Ivanhoe? We couldn't have Emil Ivanhoe no, Heskey. No. And we're still short of a vowel. That would be incredible if you'd managed to pull that out of the bag, but no. <laughs> so what I'll give you, 
as you would I mean Paul Rideout for instance Not exactly an exotic sounding mm. name The rest definitely are Think of Countries with traditionally <laughs> long the, the, names the, the, Did you play for West uh, Is it Bella Bellahim Yusuf Bellahim The, the midfielder <laughs> <laughs> Roger can you translate please Yossi Benayun Yes uh, that's him well uh, done That's uh, him I'm sorry uh, I got it it's, it's a terrible thing to see I was turning around Looking to see where his phone was <laughs> <laughs> And he's not, he's not got it either no. I'm quite impressed Well impressed But you couldn't really Pronounce his name But still No you, but I knew Who I was talking you about You'll say Ben Ayun One, two, three, yeah. four uh, to go Alright let's speak to Peter Who's in Alawa Hi Peter Hello good evening What's your point tonight Peter? Um, Gordon Gordon Dale mm-hmm. yeah, Gordon basically um, I listened on Saturday And uh, it was quite nice To hear a Celtic fan Lad for Bill Shell actually uh, pointing out the, the Rangers' defence. Mm. Basically, based on the, the goals lost, Gordon, they'll be fifth in the league. Uh, goals against are shocking. Um, and tonight, the, the gentleman, the, the Celtic uh, fan again, he some sort of valid points on the, the championship players on loan. They're just not mm. good enough. But my point is, Gordon, uh, I, I feel Rangers that basically they've got a couple of average goalkeepers. They need a right back and a left back on the field. They're playing Tavernier. Kettle and John, they're both of the attacking midfielders. Their posts are missing game in, game out. And when you look at, look at the goals against in the league, I think they've lost 56 goals in 30 games. Mm-hmm. Celtic's only lost 20. Rangers have actually scored uh, 60 goals nearly, nearly two a game. So their big problem is defence. They keep looking at midfielders and forwards. They've got to fix that defence out. They've got Lee Hodson, who's an international right back, sadly played a game. They play him on left back. A young guy last year, Gordon uh, Veerman, who they put out on loan, who looked a natural, great left back. I know he got rusted a couple of times by Patrick Roberts, but he, Roberts was at the top of his game last year. So they're going to have to fix the defence. That's three managers actually have had, they were fixed out. And as I said, you've got to make yourself hard to beat Gordon to start with, and that's what they're not doing. If you take the seven home games, if you had seven draws there, you've got seven points. You threw, you threw a game on Saturday away. Same the Hibs game, Tavern, you threw the game away, silly, silly challenge. So you've got to make yourself a hearty beat, Gordon. And with these defenders we've got, there's no chance. Um, I think the modern day game, Peter, I think you look at Tavernier, I think Tavernier's had a decent season. I really do. I think Declan John uh, has been a good sign. Uh, and I think he'll make it hard for the Rangers captain, Lee Wallace, to get back into that side. Uh, yes, they're very forward thinking players. Um, under under Warburton in the Championship The two full-backs went at the same time I don't see that as much now I think the problem is um, I think the centre-backs need sorted out uh, What's the right partnership there? Um, and if you look at If you play the the formation with two full-backs Going up and down the park Which is nowadays Full-backs hardly defend now They go up and down Yes, everybody says, well, their first line of duty should be make sure to protect the goalkeeper and defend. But you've got two sitting midfield players there for it. And I think if you look at, for instance, Celtic, they're very good at it because Kieran Tierney plays as an outside left at times. You know, yeah, he, 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 can, he can get back. I mean, he, he is a great tackler. Yeah, Tavernier's but so, not I, a tackler. He's not no, a tackler. no, I don't think Tavernier's no. the best defender. I think he's very no. good at going forward. I think he was oh, forming a good, a good partner. So, so yeah. Dylan John, Gordon. Yeah. But the point is, you've got Candias on, on the right wing as well, doing the same job as Tavernier. They tend to bump into each other, and he gets Tavernier gets stranded up the field too much for me. So, mm. as I said, the, the, the stats tell you their defence is shocking. They've lost thirty six goals in thirty games, one point two goal a game. Celtic's lost I think sixty percent, mm. half that. 
they've almost scored the same goal, so their problem is in defence. They've yeah. never fixed out, Gordon. Yeah, I think I think that if you look at Rangers, if you're going to Ibrox, say for instance, Stevie Clark, Stevie Clark must have been saying at half time, listen, it's nil nil, we'll get we'll get a couple of chances here. Because Rangers will give you a couple of chances. Uh, they had Cardozo in there, the Fidalves in there. Um, it just it didn't work. Danny Wilson was um, obviously let go. He's away to America. Um, Bates is injured. I think Bates is probably the best one-to-one defender they've got. Use of the ball, he's, I don't think um, he's particularly uh, brilliant at, but I'm sure he'll be working on that. Russell Martin's been brought in. They've got to get a partnership in there. They've got to have got a relationship back four to goalkeeper. But as I say, I keep touching on the modern day game. The two guys that probably sit there in front of the back four, i.e. Doherty um, and Goss, they've got to give more protection as well, which allows your forward-thinking players to get forward and score goals. Looking for the 11 player. Thanks, by the way, to Peter. 11 players have scored 20 or more goals in English Premier League and whose full common names contain... All the vowels Some good guesses coming in Ones that you think like Jay Rodriguez But he's not one Tony Yeboah says Lisa uh, Some quite humorous attempts as well We're clearly running out of time on this one But have you got anything else at the mm. moment? We're, we're thinking of some different nations We think there must be continentals Yes, absolutely So we wondered We're sort of going west to east Herman Ryderson no, but you're no. close. Oh, there's a na- well, we're thinking. It, it, it sounds quite like it's a very similar sounding name. Countryman. Oh, it's not Hyder Helgeson. Yes, Hyder ah. Helgeson. Okay. See, we're, we're going right through Gilfie Sigurdsson nope. and Hyder Good Johnson. Nope, 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 nope. Um, we wondered. There was some great Greek names. We, we thought Theo Zagarakis would be mm, one. No. Daz got it Stelios Giannacopoulos From Stelios. Bolton What a shout that is Stelios Giannacopoulos mm-hmm. You should have You should have watched me Try right. to spell that one two, two to get So we're, we are seriously Running out of time One played With West Ham Around the same time As the Canio Who is always Up top with the Canio uh, Can, oh. can, can, can yes. uh, What do you call yep. it's key. Yep. That's what key Can yep. oh. Freddie Canuti Yes Freddie Canuti yes, um, And the last one Portuguese I think Fulham Portuguese Fulham Quick No Roger I'm out Portuguese Oh wasn't he uh, Quick look, uh, The boy who came from Arsenal oh, Thank you to mm. Roger and Gordon We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow With Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Bet and play And pull a result Out of the bag Please gamble responsibly